summer breeze slightly caressing you on your chest or face oh. or wherever you know and that sounds creepy man that it sounds, sounds really creepy, creepy but i wanted to be smooth like a smooth jazz station starts summer out okay breeze. i yeah, go by creepy old man smooth. the name <laughs> of small the mustache smooth you know what man so you're trying to kill the chill you're trying to kill the chill that's okay man we're gonna still start this off correctly uh, i go by the name of small eyes with a z and we are actually in episode numero if you don't know what that is, you should know what that is. I mean, you're a worldly person, but if you don't, let me translate that for you. What is that? 27. And who do we have with us today in the Squidard space? Jack Press. Kavari. Lawrence Wayne and our esteemed guest. Wanda. 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 Shout out to the sisters, Ada, out here getting handled on her B.I. And shout out to our DJ Acro Jam. Out here handling it as well. Uh, we got we got a lot of testosterone in the building, but we also has a sister. Another sister should be joining us too. So why the cop? By the way, that was Ty for twenty seven. See, see, we worldly, we worldly he, creatures in here. Back. He's back. Yeah, Lawrence is back. He's been back from his 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 hiatus, his travels to the great beyond. And uh, he's got a lot of jewels to share with us. I can't wait to see what, what energy he's going to bring back to us from the world. Uh, but today's topic is like our wheelhouse. So we're going to definitely just flow. Uh, and that wheelhouse for us, I say for myself specifically, but actually every brother here, everyone in the building here, has been associated with or partakes in the craft of music making. Uh, myself, happened to be an artist, musician, producer for like 10 plus years under the stage name Small Eyes with a Z. We got brother Jack Press actively in these streets right now with the new record. It's okay for Into the Future dropping June 23rd. Ooh, yes. Three on them real quick. You with guys the don't Jordan. know how happy it makes us man. to ha- finally have a date on this. On no, this really no, man. It's like a over pregnant. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't even make sense. Yeah, you know over pregnant, but we get it. We get it. Yeah, it's, it's been past due time to drop and be birthed on this planet. So. In that regard, we want to talk about as we lead into this uh, Wanda here representing music hack ATL, uh, which is a combination, a cluster of a lot of cool stuff. She's going to break down for us as artists and musicians. And you all can feel free when this uh, drops on uh, the Twitter and the Facebook at Digi Good Times. You can let us know, chime in on this for if you are an artist or you are a musician. And we may even make it broader to creatives, but we'll focus on mu- artists and musicians right now. What's the hardest thing about being a music slash artist in 2015? Like, what is the, what's one of the biggest hurdles out there? And that's a broad topic, so I just wanted to, like, throw that out there to the group, and let's chop it up. Financing your dreams. Finance. Finance? 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 Well, Atlanta, Atlanta has been a hub, you know, for a minute now for, quote-unquote, urban music, you know? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people come down here and... and 
it's a certain sound, a few sounds, but one one or two in particular that Atlanta has become known for. And outside of the South, it is a necessary space that it fills. But inside of Atlanta, there's also an oversaturation, I feel like, of mm-hmm. certain sounds. Mm-hmm. So I think that definitely just keeping it local, there's, there's a lot of space to kind of get loose and get jiggy out here in the city in terms of in terms of what you making you know i think everybody People is still do that well you know don't uh, like asap be using it he does he does use that he, he brought he brought jiggy back my name no. is my name is lawrence i'm, lawrence. I, I'm not saying you you, you know i'm okay i'm just saying that cats are actively in 2015 saying jiggy man lingo is transcendent man if you know what i'm talking about you know so are water about, beds man. like no <laughs> no but but regardless, man, what I'm saying is there's a lot of space for people to to kind of kind of get around and make a splash. But I think that um, there's there's a lot of people trying to dr- drive in the same lane sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that that's over, you know, usurps the finance argument. But I'm just saying that there I think there's more room than people are giving it credit for. And there's that scarcity argument that if you eat, I can't eat. And I don't really abide by those rules. And and then I think that also the whole oversaturation thing, like how many times is that going to be said? Because that that feeds into that scarcity. If you have a sound, if you have something that's coming from your soul, people are going to connect with that. It's your job to find them. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest challenge is being able to connect with those fans. Like, I think that musicians are like startups and startups are always looking for that business model. They're looking to create their product and get it out in front of people that it will connect with so that they can, yeah, make some money, but do something that they really enjoy doing and were ultimately like put on this earth to do, period. Mm. And then I also want to speak to the whole like Atlanta is the hub for whatever sound or what have you like I can't go out seven nights a week and listen to hip hop if I can like you got to let me know where cause I'm going to Smith's Bar I'm going to the Earl I'm going to 529 mm-hmm. like all of these uh, basement sometimes you'll you'll have like a hip hop night even Apache like they don't even do that seven nights a week mm-hmm. but they do do you know the rock whatever alternative even there's some black rock if you want to call it black rock cause it was black to begin with but um uh oh Popping up here and there Where you know Black people are going back To using instruments Yeah And uh, I was producing a show Last year called A Very Indie Show And it was for these Beginning artists And people who used instruments Um, And so I could see that Emerging Which is a great trend Hopefully it'll stick around But I just wanted to speak To those two things Yeah I wanted to um, Also speak to the uh, I guess the sound The The uh, The sound that's in Atlanta Um I don't know if we're referring to, I guess, essentially what could be like. I don't want to get it misconstrued. I, I think that what Wanda, you, what you're saying is absolutely correct. When you make music from the soul, it translates, you right. know, and that's what we need more of. My problem is mm-hmm. with the the fact that Atlanta, on a national scale, has carved out a space in okay, that you, music. You're talking about nationally, and, okay? And, yeah. and I think that because of that, you have a lot of people who aren't who weren't really put here to make that music, who are making that music in efforts to be seen. And I don't think that's really necessary. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think it's it's an unnecessary stereotype kind of or like whatever you might say. But I want people to make music like, what do you like? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. do that. Right. Whatever that is. Okay. Well, I to, to add to the pot, to the stew, 
I agree with I agree a lot with what's been said. Uh, you're saying finances. You're saying um, there's the location and areas. What fans? Yeah, fans. Um, I I believe in so in regards to fans that f- those like she's saying you have to grow that and it's just like a startup. You're you're building it every single time you put a project or you release something and you're testing the waters. And we said this before when we talked about the lean startup, I, I, I made the analogy that it's the same idea. Like you're constantly iterating to get it at the best that you believe it is the best, the best product that you can present for your particular audience. And the only way you're going to find that audience is by actually putting that content out. Um, but for me, I think as far as me be thinking, what's the biggest pain point? I think, I don't just think it's finances. I think it's being able to carve out that lane, right? Because you can have finances, and there's a lot of people that got bread in Atlanta. They got a lot of people got bread. They got they got money behind them, and they still not visible. Right. It's how do you carve that lane and that niche and own it? And I feel I feel like a lot of local artists in Atlanta, like it's about developing that team. Mm. You know what I mean? Because you can't it. do it by yourself. Like you can have the best music, the best sound, but if you don't have anybody who's willing to get out there and say, hey. I'm going to share your stuff on social media. I'm going to put your poster up. You know what I mean? You can't do it by yourself. You have to have somebody who's dreaming about your marketing while you're dreaming about your music. You get what I mean? That's a great point, man, because in marketing, that's a huge thing because if I want some beer, I can go to Google and search for beer. You know, if I want uh, a computer, I can go and search for computer. If I want to hear indie Atlanta rock, I can type that in, but... I'm not going to find necessarily the music that I want. So most of the things that we look for are searchable, but when it comes to the vibrations, Mm. it's hard to go and search for an artist that you don't know their name already. You know what I'm saying? So just in in wrapping it up, I do want to say it's it's tough, not just for for artists to find the fans, but really it's about the internet is so vast, how can we make it easier for the fans to find the music? Because it's not Mm -hmm. like they want to continue to get what's being fed to them, but it's hard to say, oh, I kind of want to hear, and you look on Spotify and they have all these moods, are you happy, are you sad? Like, what do you want to hear? But you you can't articulate unless you know the artist's name yet, and if nobody knows your name, how are we going to find your type of music? So that's really the challenge, is plugging in to the way that people are searching for music and actually making yourself available. I just want to say, man, just like that wonderful show, Cheers. Man, sometimes you want to go where everybody knows, knows your, your name. name. Boom, boom, boom. Sorry, I had right, to take a corny on that. I had to make a corny because I love that song. We're gonna give you some vibes and sensations to smooth you out before we get into that meat and potatoes with Wanda Music Hack ATL. So before then, vibe out with us. ABL Radio, Digi, Good Times. We out here. We out here. We out here. We out here. We out here.
collaborative efforts across disciplines bring true innovation. Today we have the honor of being blessed with a cosmic evangelist specialized in the art of sonic vibrations who goes by the name of Wanda. Wanda created something called Music Hack ATL, which is aimed at entertainment and technology uh, so that they can have entertainment startups. And the way that we do that here is by having hackathons. So we have our esteemed guests here, and we'd like to welcome you to the 27th installment of Digital Good Times. Oh, be, yeah. we, we got claps in there. We, we got, got real, in there. We'll have real claps. We got, we got real claps, digital claps. We got, we got all kinds of claps. <laughs> digital claps are ones and zeros. Ones and zeros. Already. <laughs> Binary. Take your shirt um, off. Wow. <laughs> Take off your clothes. We love you, Cleveland. Free bags. See? We vibing, man. So off of the air, we were really just getting in on, like, what are the pain points of being an artist or a musician, and what do you really got to sift through? And I want to just get back into that before we lead into kind of Wanda telling us her story. Like, you know, why is it, why do you, you say you just got to work, you got to fight, right? So if you think that every, this thing is going to be handed to you, it's like everything in life. Like some things you just luck up on, you know, mm-hmm. and I, that happens. I mean, uh, maybe but it's it not luck. Really luck. Yeah. No, you, you, you are prepared. Work, right. You prepared for it. Somebody got in your face about something and you said yes. This is okay. the thing. There's a okay. difference. Even if you didn't have it, you made it. So you made it work, like. It's a it's a big difference between failure and temporary setbacks. And a lot of people who okay. are successful understand what a temporary setback is. Mm. So if you really intent, you know what Talk I mean? I think it. your ability to continue to get back up is what's going to determine your success. Right. Talk I'm, about with, it. I'm with y'all on everything y'all said, except I've, I've definitely heard a lot of successful or, you know, people who we, we would consider successful artists say that luck, fate, whatever you want to call it, is a factor, you know? So I agree. that combined with, you know, there's timing, there's discipline, there's all these different things. I agree with you. And, you know, we all have probably have different belief systems. I'm saying don't discredit that. Yeah, it's, a, it's another yeah, energy. There's, there's another there, energy there. There's a higher that energy there. Absolutely. So I'm that. saying, like, if you leave yourself open to the opportunity, yes, you're in the studio, but, like, do you go straight home or do you go out to where you can meet the people who can get you to where you need to be or who can connect you with somebody that could take you to the next level? So I'm saying I don't think that it's luck. I think that it's you putting yourself out there saying that I don't care if I'm tired. I don't Mm -hmm. care about this or that. I don't care about the bank account. I care about this, and I'm going to break my neck to make myself available to these opportunities. Opportunity plus preparation equals success. Right, Mm-hmm. Time. Yeah. People Good say time. luck, like, yeah. come on, and, and I feel like be out there. Jack, you mentioned like a force that's like that's a part of it or an extra force. I feel like that's with you the entire way, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's that's what's taking you there. That's what's causing <laughs> you to stay you up, there. you know, later, causing you to be in the studio when you don't want to be in the studio, causing you to find ways to put food on your table when you're putting all your money in your music. You know what I mean? Day job. So that's pushing you the entire way. And we can't act like serendipity isn't a player. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. D-Rose just banked in the game-winning shot on game three, and he, you know that wasn't supposed to be a bank shot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that, that, That's my only point. But I'm not, if it I'm wasn't not, supposed to be, I'm then not it wouldn't saying, have been. But, but how, how, how could I not agree with y'all when I'm actively doing all yeah, this exactly, stuff that y'all exactly, saying? Yeah. What, what, what I think the point, though, is that 
if you, you yeah, people get on, they get popping. But if you don't put, if you don't have this foundation, you're not gonna have any longevity. Yeah, and there's right. plenty of artists who have yeah. got that look and done something with it for 15, maybe 16 minutes, and then they off. That's, right. I think that's the best point, and we get into our story is you. I, there are, let's just say that there are these magical opportunities that you were ready for yeah. at the time, but you weren't prepared. So there's a lot of people that get these deals. Mm-hmm. They were, they were ready. They were at the right place, right time, boom. But they didn't know how to sustain it because they hadn't built something on top of it. So right. I do believe. It takes both, but there's some people that get that look, and that look don't last. Some know? people are like, coming into their prime at the exact time that the public is ready for that music. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And instead of following a trend, they had they are the trend. Like, mm-hmm. at a year from now, or this year, you know what I mean? Jack's mm-hmm. music may be like what everybody wants, and then all of a sudden... Will be. It will be. <laughs> like, wait, let me clarify that statement. Yeah, I ain't seen a lean over. The lean over was really good. <laughs> it was, he, he See, got, <laughs> I, I'm not going to go too far off on a tangent, but it's called End of the Future for a reason. It's all been prophesized. Uh-oh. Look out for it. That's it was saying. written. It was hey. written. That's hey, not serious. So tell us, Wanda, what brought you to this realm of music entertainment and wanting to cultivate and enhance that at a larger kind of scope? What brought you to where you are? And tell us a little bit about your story. Well, I was born a little black girl in Southern Illinois. Wow. <laughs> okay. Church. Church. Your life. Your life prepares you for exactly what you're supposed to be doing. So I love to travel. I moved down to Atlanta about almost 11 years ago. Um, I worked for CNN for a little stint and then left because I wasn't getting what I needed there. Mm. And went to El Salvador, went to Jamaica, came back depressed because uh, America's horrible and then (laughs) (laughs) just quick 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 aside amen let me go ahead and slide through this (laughs) real quick um had this idea and um a friend of mine Nikki Marshall she does red clay clearances so um I was like this idea is out here already whatever whatever she's like I don't know of anything about that so then I started getting into the tech stuff so I don't code never taught myself to code still don't know how to code (laughs) but um Hired some people that didn't really work out. Uh, I started producing events last year, and part of it was Music Hack ATL. So basically, from my travels, going out to San Francisco, I've been out to Austin, D.C., um, with these music tech communities, and these people super energized about finding that business model, doing things that are going to help the artists or help um, their management, whatever side of the business. I'm not so much on the venue side because... They the fat cow anyway, but um, there are these startups out there that are trying to switch that around to make the the playing ground more level, whatever, whatever. So I was extremely excited about that, and I was like, not that I believe that Atlanta is dope. I have my qualms with Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I really, really do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Just because of the type of people that here, like you know, talk about you got I mean, CNN, right. you got what's, Delta, what's your you got give your qualms. You have these big companies. People just want to go to the bars. If I were doing high gravity hip hop, I wouldn't have any problems. You see what I'm saying? But I'm, I the type of events that I'm doing, they're homegrown and they're aimed at people who are, who are creators, who are constantly coming up with ideas and looking for a way to get this up off of them, and not satisfied with just going to work and going to a bar mm-hmm. or to a nice restaurant, mm-hmm. going on vacation. They're not bought. Mm-hmm. That's. And I think a lot of people in Atlanta are bought. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. In America. Well, talk about it. Talk about it. It, it could be America. I think, I think, I definitely think a broader picture paint, yeah. picture you can paint is America, but well, for, oh, go ahead. I was going to say one thing um, when I was reading your bio that I liked is that you don't, you didn't want to replicate or duplicate 
another no, city's culture. For what? You know what I mean? And I feel like a lot of things in Atlanta, a lot of industries are just kind of mirror images of like Silicon Valley. You know, mm-hmm. we want to be the next this. It's like mm-hmm. take a take look at our culture and then see how imitation. We can, all that is is yeah. imitation. Like for what? That that's not sustainable. Like. You have these big brands, these national um, national brands, and then you just slap it down in Atlanta, and that's it. And people come out and try to drive home and not get a DUI, like whatever. <laughs> so off. making uniqueness, making things unique that impact. Why, why is there such a need for it with the artist and musician to create? So the whole thing is like the whole label situation. It's not the label's game anymore. Like, people really do have a lot more access to reach their fans. And if you are focused and driven and you can um, create a real plan, you can go out there and you can attack the world. And I mean that. Even if you got to leave the country, mm. you can go and do that and find people who will love you. And you'll be able to make a living off of music. I'm not saying you'll be a Lady Gaga or a Madonna, one of the big stars. Mm-hmm. But you will get to do what you love to do and meet some of the most dope people ever in life if you put yourself out there to do that. Mm-hmm. And it, it involves some uncomfortable things sometimes because you're navigating unknown waters. But that's fine Like if you get to do what it is that you want to do. But you have to make that decision. So are you saying, and this is me now speaking, looking at it from the artist's mind, are you saying, or would you say, that a lot of artists are stuck and even though they know it's a modern age, their t- a technique and approach is still stuck in the 90s or late 2000s. And a lot of people present. are stuck. Oh, okay. Because this comes from self-knowledge. If you operate from self and you really prioritize what it is you really want to do. Oh, I'm like 35. Am I going to keep doing this music thing or not? What do <laughs> you mean or not? No. <laughs> then it's not for you. Go to your day job. Stop pretending. Mm. Throw yeah. yourself into it or don't. But playing the fence that doesn't get anybody anywhere that that's not what your fans deserve and that's definitely not the life you deserve right and to her and to her point um if you look at a lot of people who are living the life that they want to live creatively they jumped off the cliff you know mm-hmm. they they made that decision wholeheartedly they didn't you know fragment their time and their energy and they just went for it so it's yeah. a strength that Real. comes from intentional purpose yes. when you say this is what i'm doing yes that's it because then you don't waste energy figuring out is this it or is this not it. You you decide it and then you just go after it, you know. And if if that's what you will be doing anyway, you know. Now there there are a couple of things that um, could be considered uh, kind of prerequisites to even being able to successfully execute what what we're talking about. I mean, there's there's definitely dedication and commitment, and there's a lot of passionate artists that are out there. But um, one of the things we were talking about off the air was that being an artist is like being a startup, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to be a business person. And um, I was actually having a conversation with someone earlier about, you know, people who are heavier on the left side of their brain or the right side of their brain. Mm -hmm. And essentially you have to be, have a certain type of balance, balance. balance. which something about Buddha came up before earlier. But anyway... (laughs) That's not a question. I'm off the rails a little bit, but, you know, if anybody wants to speak to that. No, I mean, you know, it's a tough thing being on the tightrope, and I can speak to it because I've been on the tightrope for a while, not knowing which way to go. You know, pursuing, you can pursue something with all of your heart and still have to do this, like, because I know know that as as a fact, but it's the weight of, you know, what if. And when you have those what ifs, that's when you really are at a crossroads. Like, you know what the key is, though? This is really the key to, and to me, this is just my opinion, self-awareness. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Understanding who you are, what you love. I love basketball. I played basketball my whole life. I thought I was going to play in the NBA. I'm 5'11". You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean I can't play in the NBA. It doesn't mean I can't play in the NBA. Why do you got problems with me over there? <laughs> oh, yeah. Y'all got to take that to the court. Uh-oh. Yeah, we're going to have to talk a little bit, man. You can get in the post anyway. Uh, but that don't mean, but that don't mean I'm, I can't play yes. basketball. It just means I made a decision to say I know enough about myself that there's things that I'm, other things that I'm good at that come way easier to me that are much harder to other people, and I want to focus my efforts there. So that's not saying that I'm giving up on my dream. That's me being self-aware enough to know that, hey, this is where I can make a bigger impact. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, I think a lot of people hold on in the sense of saying, oh, man, I got to do it. I got to do it this way. But they're not really self-aware enough to be real with themselves. Right? And, and it depends on, like, what the goal is. Like, you wanted to play in the NBA, but you still love basketball, so you play basketball. Right. Some people, if they're not, like, going to be a rock star or a superstar, they're like, well, I'm not going to do music. Well, then you really don't love music. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Samuel Pier- Google Samuel Pierpont Langley. Wow. Well, That's, can you spell okay. it for me? <laughs> can you say that three times fast? But, but you know what, though? He had all the resources. He had all the money. He had all the backing. And he, he was the man that was placed with the idea of, you want, we want you to build a plane to fly, right? And when the Wright brothers came out and they flew before him, and nobody else was paying attention to them, to them but when he flew before them, you know what Samuel Pierpont Langley did? He, he didn't quit. try to, he quit. Yeah. yeah you see I what I'm saying? I know that story. So, mm-hmm. so that's what I'm saying is like, if right. you're going to be the person, oh, they did it first, I quit. Right. Then it wasn't really for you anyway. Yeah, I love it, yeah. Okay, so on that Tell us a little bit about the, by the time this airs, your event will already be ha- ha- will have happened, uh, hosted by the wonderful General Assembly and all the other vendors. Tell us more about the event, what can people expect, and, and why this needs to continue uh, with the Music Hack ATL. So I try to keep it super fun, super light. Um, just basically come out, have a good time. Got Sweetwater as a sponsor. <laughs> Trying to get cat head on deck. Um, Basically, people come in Friday night. You don't know nobody. I want you to be comfortable. Let's mingle. Um, I open it up with a presentation, and then people do their pitches. So they're telling what their idea is and who they need on their team in order to make the idea happen over the 24-hour period. So if they're able to get the team, then that's who they work with. Otherwise, you can assimilate or some people leave. There's always attrition at hackathons, but (laughs) always. Mm -hmm. Um, people's feelings get hurt so <laughs> it's, it's happened to me no so I've been I pitch regularly like uh, startup weekend uh, that's how I how I started as well mm-hmm. I paid to attend went and pitched my idea did not get chosen I continued to pitch I started volunteering with them but anyway so um, I have a DJ Friday night we're eating pizza drinking beer and uh, Saturday um, they'll just continue to hack their ideas out until about five and then they'll get judged. Dun dun dun. Bum, bum, bum. Um, there can be only one. And what, be. what happens when? Who? What does the winner get? Who wants to live forever? <laughs> wow. Sorry, oh Highlander. That was I'm the name sorry. of my first rap group. So I know a lot about <laughs> Highlander. That's old school, like right there. John McLeod, right? Man, Duncan McLeod. Duncan McLeod from Duncan Highlander. McLeod. Okay. Okay. Sorry. So, um, so yes. the prizes are you get co-working space, um, legal counsel, take consultation. Um, oh, uh, marketing. You get help with marketing your concept. I have a dude that's going to work on project management, so helping them with the day-to-day stuff because, you know, people have day jobs. Mm -hmm. And then they have these connects that they just made. So you get to talk to these judges and mentors that have um, business, industry, and investment experience. Awesome. 
That's some awesome awesomeness. Um, so, and then we might have a couple uh, Microsoft Connect for Windows. Ooh. Ooh. Plug, plug. So you just vibed out with Wanda Music Hack ATL. Um, this hope, this event won't be the first or the last of their kind that she's having at General Assembly, and uh, hopefully we might see some partnerships with Digital Good Times because we got artists on deck. We are artists, so we'll bring them in droves uh, to really enhance and elevate themselves because a lot of them that want to do it, they just don't know where to go. So it's visibility for these kind of things. So on our, as we traditionally will end our segments, uh, Jack. Yes, Wanda, if you could share with the party people a tune that um, that you've been listening to or just a tune you'd like to share. So on your player, it could just be a favorite song of yours. Just There's this artist. You may have heard of her. It's Musina. <laughs> Love Musina. She rocked that dojo at the sound table. Shout out to Musina. Love Musina. Shout out all day to her. Boop, boop. Um, I like her version of Somebody Else. Okay. Mm. Put your skirts on. Get ready. It's going to be fun. <laughs> wow. I don't know how to respond to that part, but I love nah, Musina. Get your good. bubble bath and candles get ready. Get your it's bubble bath and candles. It's about to get smooth out here. <laughs> so, on that note, you have just rocked with digigoodtimes.com, ABL Radio. We got you. It feels a way you can't explain. I held you, babe, but I ain't stayed too long. And every melody has a way of reminding you of one of my favorite songs. And I know we can't turn back time. I know we can't right these wrongs. But at least inside your mind. I'm gone Even though you know I'm too busy
Say wet and bubbly. You did say wet and I bubbly. I said wet and bubbly off air. Okay, <laughs> but you know, to if you want to put it out there, put it out there. Wet and bubbly, whatever you were doing, you know, if you're ladies, you it's, know, it's all in context. It's all in it's context. All in context. You had to get what we we're saying. But um, we're gonna return back for our final segment of that time honored tradition of high fire and a quiet. reads 3d printing oddly shaped pills can change how fast they they're absorbed and deeper in this article it basically means the whole one size fits all pill thing doesn't work i'm gonna I'm definitely acquire that because i see that going a lot of places i mean I, it, if it's for the better if it's for the well-being of the, yeah. of the human body then mm-hmm. i would hire that mm-hmm. uh, i would not acquire that because i don't know if that's actually the intent behind the, you know, if that's the intent with which it's going to be. What they putting used. in them pills? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you can you can three D print means you can make it yourself. So if, uh, that means you can get the blueprint. You can say, uh, here's the material that I want. So Is hypothetically it, speaking, let's just say I was dealing with some less than reputable materials that I wanted to create. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The, if, is that? Is, yeah, it could go that way too. But that's how it is now. You don't. Get, I mean, the, the pharmaceutical. We ain't even gonna talk about the levels that the pharmaceutical industry is. Right it's a whole nother episode. Yeah, it's a whole nother episode. So I'm just saying the implications of what this technology could do to help people get better using this technology. I say I will. I, I will acquire that. But I'll hire it. All right. What y'all got? Acquire. Hire. Sorry, too. Sorry. Hire. Hire. All right. Cool. Next up. Yes, there's a Japanese company that um, is specializing in an iris scanner for making payments. So similar to uh, making payments with your fingerprint, since everyone's eyes are uniquely designed, mm-hmm. you can actually pay with your iris. I know there's a few movies where you can do that. Yeah, that's, that's the future. Right there. Pay with your eyeballs. <laughs> pay with your eyeballs. That's, I mean... How does I would be interested to see what if somebody cuts out somebody's eyeball? But mm-hmm. I mean that's pretty extreme and ridiculous. Um, but it happens every day. It happens. It happens every day. <laughs> every day, an eyeball is <laughs> you lost. You don't even know it. 
I don't know, man. It, it, everybody just wants to make it easier for you to take to take your money. To take your money. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, That's, yeah. It's yeah. not really in the same technology. Nobody actually needs that right now. That's not the problems <laughs> we need to be solving. People just want to take your money faster. Yeah. It's like, I didn't mean to think that payment. Wait a second. Just, I blinked my eye. Oh, damn. Uh, yeah. I just blinked $3,000, man. It's, it's like, sorry, that'll take another three to five days to get back to your account. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm going to fire it, man. I think I'm going to fire it. Yeah, I'm good without them. Yeah, me too. I watch it. So maybe invest. Maybe invest. Fire. Cash, baby. Cash. Fire. Cash. <laughs> fire. Money. All right. Next All right. Um, I was debating which one I wanted. Um, so, but I'm going to go with Verizon agrees to buy AOL for $4.4 billion. Jeez. Main so- reason is to sell ads because they want to tap into that marketing space. Mm. I had to look up what AOL is doing right now because honestly, I didn't realize that they Why? were that valuable of a player in the space still mm-hmm. to be to go for $4.4 billion. That's not... Billy Jean. It's not Snapchat numbers, you no. know, but it's still it's still really useful as a player. So mm-hmm. I think kudos to Verizon for, for trying to make them... I guess get the best out of AOL, right. but I'm interested in seeing how they actually execute this this acquisition. There's still a pretty huge like news platform, like you know where where we work. You know, people pull up on their screen. You're gonna see AOL on like every homepage browser, and people think it's use that as a source for like their news and like I mean it's an awful source. It's an yeah. awful source for news, but people use it and they still use it for email. And there's like millions of subscribers they still got. You know what I mean? So Crazy. that's a big audience that they still are plugged into. Especially the older, way older, uh, way older stuff. Dial up. Yeah. We still use that dial up sound. That's the beginning of yeah, every that's episode. The, we, that's the throwback, by the way. Shout out to Y'all want to talk about title? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> okay, do it. Let's do it. Do, do, it. It. do, do it. it. Do it. So Jay Z was like, back up off me. We're just starting. Everybody yeah. started somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he definitely was. He definitely was getting defensive. I think I he f- didn't. I think he didn't think he had the pull that he had. Right. I had a friend that brought up something. This is the first time Jay-Z's ever gone to Twitter to defend himself. Ever. <laughs> Any ever. sort of fashion. Ever. And he had like, like 50 tweets, too. It wasn't right. like, he was, it was mad. Like, he picked like, that phone up. Right? He was like, hold on. What? Yeah. I feel very strongly about it, though, because Jay-Z's doing exactly what more artists should do. Is that take, you know, take a, a claim and, and rather than just put their name on something and get a cut, actually be invested in the companies that are, in, you know, that they're making money off of. But at the same time, I think the messaging was just wrong there because wrong. because Way title wrong. actually first of all no one is going to pay an extra ten dollars for lossless audio fuck you nobody gives a second shit. of all <laughs> exactly. second of all <laughs> you brought hurt. you brought all of these artists up here who in in his mind it's like hey these are the artists that have some pull amongst the label who can actually say take my stuff off Spotify right so it made sense from his perspective from the audience perspective it's like why am I making Madonna and Kanye richer even more you know what I'm saying but when in in reality titles pay structure actually pays out a little bit more to the artist but if that's the case they should have brought some indie artists up there and not have Kanye and Madonna and all all these people one thing about their pay structure they can't pay out yet until they have the level of subscribers so they don't so actually the the, the 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 model the model 60,000 paid subscribers is not getting nobody no money. So they yeah. got to have to grow. Yeah. They have to grow, but I agree 100% with you. It, and and it's, it, Jason ain't the CEO of that company. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's, the CEO stepped down, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. actually, yeah. <laughs> I would hey, disagree man. with the Growing pay pains. thing. People pay for what they want. Like, you say people don't want Madonna and Jay-Z to be richer, but I bet you they buy those tickets. Oh, yeah, they buy them tickets. What I'm saying is that the, the message to the general public, what I hear from a lot of people is like, well, why are you sitting up here with all these heavy hitters? And it, it wasn't really influencing anybody to be more into what title is. Yeah. You know? yeah, it wasn't. It's I think got time to grow. There's a, there's yeah. a huge like, play. Yeah, we want a platform so they get paid more. That's right. Right. Yeah. I think there's a huge play, and I don't think 
I think SoundCloud might have an option in this, and I think that uh, whatever Apple and Beats do might have a plan in this, but the curation side of things. The curation is Because great. you go to Spotify, and they have all these different moves, mm-hmm. and it's how people are searching. And it's like, if you can have... Uh, user curated content to where I can go and see Small Eyes and see his curated page and be like, oh, I mess with that. I'm going to listen to that radio station. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think that there's a play there because Pandora's algorithms are ancient. You know what I'm saying? Spotify hasn't figured it out in terms of the radio side or in terms of... Because most people are passive listeners. So how are you going to... That's why I like SoundCloud, because I can actually go and see your page and see what you were reposting and those types of things. Mm -hmm. So I think if whatever company stakes a claim in that curation side, because the majority of people are passive, if I can go and listen to that, they might win. But it had to be something else, because aren't all of those uh, platforms owned by the record labels anyway? Yeah. Right. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. There's a play there. I don't know what it is. All right. Last one. Um, The the, the headline is, the media reckoning is here. Facebook rolls out its instant articles publisher platform. All that means is everyone's posting articles on Facebook. You click on the article, you leave Facebook. Facebook doesn't like that. They want to keep you on Facebook, mm, right? Mm, so mm, the Facebook's video platform is about to usurp YouTube in a couple years. Mm. Mark my word, because everyone's saying, oh, we want to use YouTube. We'll get money from it. But Facebook gets more engagement. It gets more likes, more shares, and it loads faster. Yeah. So Facebook is saying, we can do the same thing with articles. All y'all websites, y'all mobile game sucks. It takes eight seconds for your page to load. We'll do it way faster, and we'll keep them on Facebook. Mm. So that's really what they're saying. So I actually would acquire that, because if people jump on it quickly, they can get that engagement and stop worrying about the page visits and the funnel of where they're going and they can get more shares and more engagement from that content that they're creating, you can actually win. But if people are stuck in the dirt and saying, oh, they ain't coming to my website no more, Facebook don't give a fuck about your website. You know what I'm saying? They want you to keep you on on Facebook. You know what I'm saying? And that's why they give higher rankings to people who get liked or shared and not articles that get clicked on. Thank you all for riding with us again. We are on episode 27. And this journey, we you got like, I went online and I saw that we have over 24 hours worth of content. You can listen to us for a day straight. ABL Radio, D-I-G-I, good times. You already know. We out here.